I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Oh, what an opportunity to be with you by means of radio. Thank you for just being there. The station that airs our program, we just sort of uh, bow. Thank you so much for allowing us to be part of those that uh, broadcast from the station that you're hearing us from. The book of Psalms, Psalm 119. We're looking at a little verse of scripture here and uh, picking up a, a little word here in the Bible. I, I love word studies. I think they're, I think they're important. I guess the uh, best uh, messages, as far as Bible messages are concerned, are more expository. Uh, in tight, but uh, I like word studies, and I want to. I found a little word here. I want to see if we can uh, use it at this particular time uh, to be of help to you. I want to talk about the word taste. What uh, what you got a taste for? Oh, what do you got a taste for? Yeah, I got a taste for food. Uh, amen. Uh, we'll look at this in a number of uh, different ways. Have you ever thought about why foods taste different? You know, it's really quite amazing. Your tongue. And the roof of your mouth is covered with thousands of little tiny taste buds. And when you eat something, the saliva in your mouth helps break down that food. And this causes the receptor cells located in your taste buds to send a message through those sensory nerves to your brain. And your brain then tells you what flavors you're tasting. Taste buds probably play the most important part in helping you really to, how would I put this, to enjoy the many flavors of food. Your taste buds can recognize four basic kinds of taste. Uh, but you can get those. All right, there's sweet, and there's sour, and salty, and bitter. All oh, the salty, sweet taste buds are located on the front of your tongue. The sour taste buds line the sides of your tongue. And the bitter taste buds are found on the back of your tongue. Everybody's tongue is different. In fact, your taste will change as you get older. When you were a child, you had taste buds not only on your tongue, but on the sides and the roof of your mouth. This means that you are very sensitive to different foods. But as you grow older, the taste buds begin to disappear from the sides and the roof of the mouth leaving taste buds mostly on your tongue. And as you get older, your taste buds will become less sensitive. So what are you saying, Brother Mom? You'll be more likely to eat foods that you thought were too strong as a child. Or maybe you can enjoy them there. I had been there, done that. My mother, Wayne Mon, yes, ma'am, you eat that food. Uh, it don't taste good, Mom. Uh, why? It just doesn't taste good. Well, you eat it, eat it anyway. It's good for you. But you know what? The older I get, some of the things I did not like as a young person, I begin to 
have a taste for now. Let's see, of these taste buds, someone said something like this, we got almost 10,000 of those taste buds in our mouth. Uh, in general, hey, let me give you something I bet you didn't know, and I'm not a betting man. In general, girls have more taste buds than boys. In fact, taste is the weakest of all the five senses. You said uh, you are fisherman, so you got anything uh, in reference to seafood that can help us with this? Yes, I found this. Fish can taste with their fins and tail as well as their mouth. Kind of like the insects. A lot of insects, they have taste organs in their feet. What about the Bible? All right. Psalm chapter 1, Psalm chapter 119, I'll read verse 109. This word taste, you know, I found it implied there in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6. Remember when we think about uh, Eve, she was where she should not have been probably away from her husband. And she looked upon a tree and she saw that the tree was good for food. All right. In other words, the fruit looked tasty. Are, are you listening? She could just sort of taste the fruit. It just looks so good. But it's first mentioned there in the book of Exodus, chapter 16, verse 31. It talks about the tasting and the taste of manna. And First and Second Samuel talks about how there would taste a taste of honey and the taste of bread. Then in Job chapter 6, a little verse there, it says, Is there any taste in the white of an egg? So my text, Psalm 119, where are you going, Brother Mon? 119.103, David said this, How sweet are thy words, how about that, unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. How sweet are thy words to my taste. All I think about, you know, the word of God, what we've tried to do here on this program for years and years, we tried to make much of the word of God. We talk about its, how it's pure. We talk about its accuracy, its power, its power to uh, change a person's life. Uh, think about in the word of God, we find the gospel, and the gospel is the what? The power of God unto salvation. And how the Bible can bring comfort. And the Bible, we think about the word of God, we talked about its, its preservation. And uh, Everyone should read it and read it often. It's good for you. But you know what? A lot of people read the Bible, but they don't let it sink in. Uh, they really don't. They really don't taste of it. Uh, a lot of people they they hear the Bible preached, but it sort of goes in one ear and and out the other. Uh, thinking about foods, I have had this to take place. When it comes to food, I, I do travel in many countries. And I look at different kinds of food, and sometimes the way a food product is presented, you know, kind of either makes it good or makes it bad. But, you know, I've had to taste many a product, many a food product, and sometimes something that didn't look good actually tasted good. And uh, as far as life is concerned, there are times where, I guess, as far as a taste for something. You can create a taste for something. David said this, how sweet are thy words unto my taste? You know what I've had people tell me? I said, sir, well, what, what about the Bible? Do, do you read it? They said, well, I, I really don't understand it. The words there are so hard. I've had others maybe to imply something like, I, I really, I don't have a taste for that. Should you have a taste 
from the word of God? It's a how sweet are thy words unto my taste. Can you create a taste for something? I, I think so. Uh, one of my uh, grandchildren, uh, they were particularly over to our house and uh, their grandmother, which I am Meemaw and Paul Paul, and uh, she fixed something and all oh, one of the grand, well, it was one of the grand boys looked at her, I, I don't like that. Well, have you tasted that? No. Will you taste it? No. <laughs> so, you know what Grandpa will do? He'll bribe. So I bribed him and uh, offered to do something. And uh, he did taste it. And he said, it's not as bad as I thought. And you know what? When he comes to visit me, all grown up and a big soldier here in the U.S. military, you know, and he comes in. You know what he asked? He asked his grandmother for it's for the particular product that he didn't have a taste for a long time ago. So you can create a taste for things. How do you do that? By just eating it often. That's what I've done to create a taste for something. We just eat it often. So as far as the Bible is concerned, David said this, how sweet are thy words unto my taste. I want that to be true of me. How can it be true of my life? I must read it over and over and over. And you know, the more I read, the more I understand and the more the taste thereof is just so good. You know, the Bible can even be tasty to the old sinner. In the Bible, yes, we think about like the book of Romans. The book of Romans, uh, there is a lot of decoration in there as far as uh, what the uh, a normal man without Christ is. You said, what is he called? He's called a sinner. Ooh, that's a bitter pill to take. He's not only called a sinner, but Paul in the book of Romans talks about a man being with all that's unsaved. He's without God. He's without hope. He's without excuse. And my friend, he dies in this lost condition. My, oh, uh, condemned. But you know, in Romans chapter 8, uh, well, it's Romans chapter 5, in verse 8, it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, that's sweet, isn't it? Yes, God offered his love. Uh, I do, Romans six twenty three says, The wages of sin is death. Oh, that's a better pill. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. What are you saying, Brother Mon? I'm saying uh, the Bible. Oh, it can be sweet to your taste. I'm hung on sweets. I, I love things that has sugar in it. Uh, some doctors have said something like this. Uh, put that in your mouth. Chew it up. If it tastes good, spit it out. It's not good for you if it tastes good. But I like sugar. And as far as the Word of God is concerned, I want it to be like the best of desserts I've ever eaten. David said, how sweet are thy words unto my taste. Do you have any taste for the word of God. We think about the saint of God as we read the Bible. You know what we find? The more we read, the more we find out God's love for us. Oh, it's like in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, sometimes I get mighty fearful over things, circumstances of life. But you know, he said, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. My, that is sweet, you know. Uh, difficulties in life, circumstances come I don't understand. Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. All things are not good, but you know, for the child of God, they work together for good. 
My, the one I'm going through is going to be for my good. That tastes sweet. That's like the best of a sweet dessert that I could put in my mouth. David said, how sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. We could go on and on, but I might ask another question, and I close with this. I like David's statement, not only to speak of the word of God being sweet to his taste, but in Psalm chapter 34, verse 8, oh, it says this, O taste and see that the Lord is good. What? O taste and see that the Lord is good. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 3, it talks about those who have uh, tasted that the Lord is gracious. If God could just open your eyes to show you, especially if you're a child of God, that he could show you his goodness, oh, it would be it would be so sweet and so wonderful. And the bitter things of life would not be so bitter. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Taste? What about your taste? What do you have a taste for? You have a taste for the Word of God? Uh-huh. Sometimes to have a taste for the Word of God, you're going to have to have a taste for the author. And the author of this book, of course, we think about God. God's so good in giving us. Not only did he inspire those to take and pin down the word of God. Holy men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, but God preserved the book for us. I'm glad I have the Bible in front of me. And as I read it, I read about this God that cares for me. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. A closeness to God is like the closeness to a friend or a lover or a child. God is so good. What do you have a taste for? Until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.